Welcome to the Prophecy Club. Today's topic is, what is the Morning Star? One of my favorite topics. I think you're going to find this very interesting. First of all, uh, the simplest, easiest way to listen to the Prophecy Club is by downloading the Prophecy Club app at your app store. Also, we still need a little bit more help to print what it takes to be a prophet and also School of the Prophets. Both of these are going to be used in the upcoming crusade. And right now we need about another $2,000. So if God has blessed you, you appreciate Prophecy Club. And if you can help, that would be a good time to do it. All right, so what is the Morning Star? Well, here's the simple answer. The Morning Star is a light that is spewed out of the mouth like a light sword, killing both body and soul. Jesus gives it. The two witnesses have it. Those who turn many to righteousness and the judges who sit on the thrones have it. It is given by Jesus to whom he chooses. But there's some misunderstandings about it. So we're going to get into those. First part of that is what it is not. Jesus is the bright and morning star. Hear the word bright, the bright morning star. He has the morning star. He is not the morning star. But he is not the morning star. Instead, it is a gift from the Father. What? Yeah, there it is. Revelation 20, 22, 16. I've sent mine angel to testify unto you these things in the churches. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright and morning star. So Jesus is the bright and morning star. He's not the morning star. Revelation two twenty seven, And he shall rule them with the rod of iron as the vessels of a potter. They shall be broken to shivers. Here it is. Even as I received of my father and I will give him the morning star. The morning star is a gift that the Father gave to Jesus, whom Jesus now gives to certain people. And that morning star is a light sword. Daniel 12.3 says, And they that be wise shall be shines the brightness of the firmament, and they shall turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. So, the, the bright morning star is given to the ones that Jesus wants to give it to. However, apparently, that we we shine so bright in our glorified body, based upon how many people we turn to righteousness, that some of us will be given the morning star. Deuteronomy thirty two thirty nine. I'm going to show you what the Old Testament says about the morning star. See now that I, even I, am he, and there is no God with me. This is one of my favorite verses. I kill, I make alive. I wound, I heal, and neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. So, Jesus has the power of life and death. He has the keys of hell and death, Revelation says. Now, here's the morning star. And if I whet my glittering sword, that's the light sword, that's the morning star. And he goes on, I'm going to skip some of it. My sword shall devour flesh, skipping again. He will avenge the blood of his servants and will render vengeance to his adversaries. Now, if you watch this on YouTube, then you can see the scriptures I'm talking about. And this one is going to be a real good one to actually watch on YouTube rather than just listen to it. So if you're listening, get the Prophecy Club app and watch this one. This one is going to be one you want to see, not just listen to. Then let's go to Isaiah 66, 15. For behold, the Lord will come with fire. That's the morning star. With his chariots, and I'm going to skip part of it. For by fire and by his sword will the Lord plead with all flesh, and the slain of the Lord shall be many. Meaning, when Jesus returns on the Feast of Trumpets, which I'll show you in a second, that's what he uses. He uses the morning star or the light sword to burn the tares. Revelation 1.16 says, 
and he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword. He's talking about the morning star, Revelation 2.12. And the angel said unto the churches, Pergamos, write, These things saith he, which hath the sharp sword with two edges. That's the morning star. Skipping again, he says, Sword of my mouth. Revelation 2.26. And I will give him the morning star. Now here's the two witnesses. Revelation 11.3. And I will give power unto my two witnesses, and they shall prophesy a thousand two hundred and three score days clothed in sackcloth. And if any man will hurt them, fire proceedeth out of their mouth. That's the morning star. And devoureth their enemies. If any man will hurt them, he must be in this manner killed. Now, if you are watching, you're looking at my newest chart. What I want to call your attention to is, in the center of the chart, the orange area is the day of the Lord. That's judgment by fire. This is after the marriage supper of the Lamb. About four months later, we return with Jesus on white horses. He is riding on a white horse, too. And he is now no longer the prince of the kings of the earth. At this point, he is now king of kings and lord of lords. He is no longer the Lamb of God, but now he is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. He doesn't return at this time to save. He now returns to judge. And he uses the light sword to burn up all of his enemies. That's the day of the Lord. Jesus burns the tares. Along with him, two angels come and they crush the grapes, hence the blood that flows out of the wine press, even under the, the wine press, unto 1,600 furlongs. That same thing is found here in this chart over on the far right side, once again in the orange area that says trumpets. So we're talking about the very last day. Revelation 19, let's talk about that. This is the scriptures that describes the day of the Lord, the day that Jesus returns. Revelation nineteen eleven, And I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse. And he that sat upon him is called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he doth judge and make war. And the armies which were, which, with, which were with him in heaven, that's us, followed him on white horses, again, that's us, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth, by the way, that fine linen is the wedding garment. At this point, we do not have our, our crowns or our mantles. But after the burning, we will get them. That's the reason it says we're clothed in fine linen. That's the wedding garment, fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword. That's the morning star. That with it he should spite the nations. And he should rule them with the rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress and the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. In other words, he's burning all the tares. And I saw the beast. That's the Antichrist. And the kings of the earth and their armies gathered to make war against him that sat on the horse and his army. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet, which wrought miracles before them, with which he had deceived them that had received the mark of the beast, and them that had worshipped his image. These both were cast alive in the lake, burning with fire and brimstone. In other words, they don't get soul death. The beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer, and those people that worship the beast, or his image, or receive his mark, or the number of his name, any one of those four things, they don't get soul death. They're tossed into the lake of fire with the beast, the false prophet, and Lucifer. Verse 21. Now, here's the morning star. And the remnant were slain by the sword of him that sat on the horse, that's Jesus, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. That's Ezekiel 38 and 39. Psalm 97.3. A fire goeth before him, and burneth up his enemies round about. His lightnings, that's the morning star, 
enlightened the world, and the earth saw and trembled. Remember the scripture where it says, and as, as lightning shineth even from the east unto the west, so all shows shall the coming of the Son of Man be. That's what it's talking about. In other words, if you're there on earth when Jesus returns, as he uses this light sword, this like laser coming out of his mouth, and it cuts, dividing the marrow from the bone. It's very, very accurate. Two people are in bed. One is taken. In other words, one is burned up. The other one is left. The taken means they're burned up. Okay, so that's what it would look like. You see these flashes, these light swords, these like lasers flashing through the sky. And I don't want to be there. I want to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb, which happened about four months before this. Anyway, let's go on. His lightnings enlightened the world. The earth saw and trembled. The hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord, and all the people will see his glory. I will gather you and blow upon you in the fire of my wrath, and you shall be melted in the midst thereof. Isaiah thirty thirty, And the Lord shall cause his glorious voice, that's the morning star, and shall show the lightning down his arm, and with the indignation of his anger, and with a flame of devouring fire, morning star, with scattering and a tempest and hailstones, all the morning star. This is when the scripture says, gather you first the tares, bind them into bundles to burn them. That's Matthew thirteen thirty. Then we go to Matthew twenty four forty. Then shall be two in the field, one shall be taken or burned, the other left. Two women grinding in the mill, one taken or burned, the other is left. Isaiah sixty six fifteen. The Lord will come with fire to render his anger with fury and rebuke with flames of fire, morning star. For by fire, by sword, will the Lord plead with all flesh, and the slain of the Lord that day shall be many. Psalm eleven six, Upon the wicked he shall rain snares, fire, and brimstone, and a horrible tempest, that's the morning star, this shall be the portion of their cup, Isaiah ten seventeen, His holy one for a flame, and it shall burn and devour his thorns, that's the tares, and his briars in one day, all of the sinners, and shall consume the glory of his forest, that's the people he's burning, and of his fruitful field, both soul and body. So as the two witnesses hit the people with the sword of their mouth, with the light sword, with a morning star, they fall to the, to the ground in the pile of ashes and bones, literally destroying both body and soul in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump is when Jesus does it. Both soul and body, and they shall be as when a standard bearer fainteth. In other words, they fall straight to the ground like a wet noodle in a pile of ashes and bones. Matthew twenty four thirty, And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven. Let me tell you what the sign is. The sign is when darkness or eternity enters into time. That's when the heaven rolls back like a scroll. And then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn. And they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds. That's the clouds. That's eternity entering into time. Clouds of heaven with power and great glory, or the morning star. Deuteronomy thirty-two twenty-two talks about it too. For a fire is kindled in mine anger, and shall burn into the lowest hell, meaning the morning star, it goes all the way to the center of the earth. It destroys every center. There's no one that escapes it. Every one of them die. To the lowest hell, and shall consume the earth with her increase, and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. Even the, it doesn't make any difference how deep the people are in the earth, it hits every one of them. And they shall be burnt with burning heat. The sword shall destroy both young and man, and the virgin and the suckling also with the man of gray hairs. I would make the remembrance of them to cease from among men. 
Psalm 97.5, the hills melted like wax at the presence of the Lord. Micah 1.3, for behold, the Lord cometh forth out of his place and will come down and tread upon the high places of the earth. The mountains shall be molten under him and the valleys shall be cleft as wax before the fire and as the waters that are poured, or, or as the waters that are poured down a steep place. Meaning, it's when when he he returns, he melts the the mountains, and they literally run down like water running down a steep place. That's how powerful he is. Revelation three eighteen. I counsel thee to buy me gold tried in the fire. Well, that's what it's talking about. In other words, if you're left standing after the burning, he burns first the tears. So if you make it through that fire, and we will if we're washed in the blood, then we are left standing. And you're going to see that in just a second. That thou mayest be rich in white raiment, that thou mayest be clothed, means you've got the wedding garment on, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with thy salve, that thou mayest see. Then we go to 1 Corinthians 3.12. Now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, and precious stones, wood, hay, and stubble, every man's work shall be made manifest. For the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. See, remember Luke twenty-one thirty-six. I've got it here in just a second. Watch ye therefore, and pray always that you might be accounted worthy to escape these things, and to stand before the Son of Man. It's not talking about escape the tribulation. It's talking about escaping the burning. Here it is. Nahum 1, 5. The mountains quake at him. In the hills melt, and the earth is burned at his presence. Yea, the world, and all that dwell therein, who can stand? In other words, if a person's left standing, after all of the burning, that burning is going to burn the tares. It's also going to burn up all the unfruitful works. So a person may be doing something for the Lord, but they're not doing it for the right reason. Those works will be burned up. But it's going to tell you that in some cases, they will be left standing, but their works will all be gone. Who can stand before his indignation? And who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire. And the rocks are thrown down by him. This is when Isaiah 40 verse 4 takes place. This is when every low place exalted. And every high place and hill is made low. The crooked places are made straight. And the rough places are made smooth. This is when there's no more sea. Every mountain falls. Every valley is all filled in. And this all takes place between trumpets and also atonement. Again, if you get my book, Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, I explain all of this, and I have all charts in there to help you to understand this. Zechariah 14. And this shall be the plague wherewith the Lord will smite all the people that have fought against Jerusalem. In other words, this is the battle of Armageddon. Their flesh shall consume away while they stand upon their feet. Their eyes shall consume away in their holes, and their tongue shall consume away in their mouth. And all of this happens before the soldiers can even hit the ground. Now, I know that sounds nuclear. That's not nuclear. That is the morning star with the breath of his mouth. He brandishes his sword. He uses the rod of his mouth. He just blows light out of his mouth and is very sharp, separating the bone from the marrow. And it, two are in the bed. One is taken. One is burned. The other one is left. And he burns all of the tears. He thoroughly purges his floor. Second Peter 3.10 but the day of the Lord, that's what you call it, the day of trumpets when Jesus returns the second time. He's returning two more times. If you get my book, I'll explain that to you. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, 
in which the heaven shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat, and the earth also therein shall be burned up, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be destroyed. Psalms 104.35, let the sinners be consumed out of the earth, and let the wicked be no more. Psalm 18.7, then the earth shook and trembled. In other words, the mountains are falling. The foundations also of the hills moved, and they were shaken. Because he was wroth, there went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth. That's the morning star. Coals were kindled by it. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and gave and the highest gave his voice. Remember, the heaven the Lord shall descend from heaven with a shout. That's the shout. Isaiah thirty verse twenty seven. Behold, the name of the Lord cometh from far, burning with his anger, morning star, and the burden thereof is heavy. His lips are full of indignation, and his tongue as a devouring fire, morning star. His breath as an overflowing stream. Jeremiah 7.20, Mine anger and my fury shall be poured out upon this place, upon man, upon beast, upon the trees of the field, and upon the fruit of the ground. And it shall burn, and shall not be quenched. Isaiah 24.6, The inhabitants of the earth are burned, and few men left. Ezekiel 32.10, I shall brandish my sword, that's the morning star, before them. And they shall tremble every moment, every man for his own life in the day of thy fall. This is one day. In the evening tide they are, and the morning tide, morning they are not. In other words, all takes place in one day. Very quickly, Isaiah 47, 14. Behold, they shall be a stubble, and the fire shall burn them, and they shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. Obadiah 1, 16. They shall be as though they had not been. Their blood shall be poured out as dust. Zephaniah 1, 16. Psalm 21, 9, Thou shalt make them as the fiery oven in the time of their anger. The Lord shall swallow them up in his wrath, and the fire shall devour them. Zechariah 9, 14, His arrow shall go forth as the lightning. Isaiah 10, 16, The Lord of hosts shall kindle a burning like the burning of fire, and he shall burn and devour his thorns and his briars in one day. And behold, at evening tide trouble, and before the morning he is not. Isaiah seventeen fourteen. I just quoted that one. Isaiah 29, 6, like small dust, the multitude of the terrible ones shall be as the chaff that passeth away. Yea, it shall be in an instant, suddenly, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump. That's what he's saying. And the raiment were slain by the sword of him that sat on the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. This is when Matthew twenty four thirty one takes place. He shall send his angels out with the great sound of the trumpet. And they shall gather together his elect from the four winds. That's after the burning of the tares. Psalm 91, 7. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand on the right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. This is for the Christians that are still alive on the earth at this time. Only with thine eyes shall they behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee. Psalm 53. A fire shall devour him before him. And it shall be very tempestuous round about. Gather my saints together unto me, those that have made a covenant with me by sacrifice. This is talking about the day Jesus returns. Matthew thirteen thirty. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, the angels, Gather you first the tares, and bind them into bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. So first the sinners are burned. Then we get to go into the new Jerusalem. Matthew thirteen forty. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. 
The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, in other words, burns them, and them which do iniquity, and shall cast them into a burnace of fire. A furnace of fire, and there shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun. In other words, that's the day that we get our glorified body, our mantles, our crowns, all of our blessings. It all happens on the day of the Lord in one day. In the evening tide they are, in the morning they are not. Matthew 3.12. He will thoroughly purge his floor, means not one sinner will make it through, and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff or the tares with unquenchable fire. Let me talk uh, briefly about my book now. It's called Miss the Mark. It is designed to be given to anyone, even a person of another religion. It's short. It's easy to read. It's simple. You can read this book in probably three hours. Miss the Mark exposes the nine deceptions so that if it were possible, even the very elect would be destroyed. They would be deceived. But the beast is coming not just for the sinners. They're going to be the easy targets. The beast is coming for us, brothers and sisters. We are number one on his list. So the first person that needs to read this book is us, you and I, so that we do not fall for these deceptions. You see, the devil is going to have three and a half years to rule through the beast or the Antichrist, but he's had 6,000 years to prepare. So he is coming after those people that read Revelation 13. All the rest are just going to be easy targets. He already has them in his camp anyway. It briefly explains the tribulation, the beast, the antichrist, how to spot the beast, how to spot his mark. But the main point is do not take the mark of the beast. As I've said several times, let me ask you two questions. By the way, this is the way I recommend you hand the book out. I've tested this several times with some of my racquetball buddies and strangers that I've met. And I'll just say, let me ask you two questions. First question, what would you do if you had to tell someone the most important information in the world but you knew they wouldn't believe you, what would you say? Or what would you do? And of course, hopefully, most of the people listening would say, well, I would tell them. All right, so then that brings us to the second question. What is the most important information in the world? Well, the most important information to do is to accept Jesus. The most important information not to do is do not take the mark of the beast. By the time Jesus returns, by the time that all of the burning is done, all of the crowns have been handed out, all of the mantles, everything, all of the rewards, every person has been judged. Everything, everything, everything is all done. There's only three groups of people. The first group is those people that whose name is in the book of life, and they get eternal life. The second group is those people whose name is not in the book of life, and they are cast into the lake of fire, and for them it is the second death. They get soul death. I say they get soul death because the third group of people are those people that take the mark of the beast. Because the Bible says if you take the mark of the beast, you do not get soul death, but instead you're tossed into the lake that burns with fire and brimstone where the beast, the false prophet, and Satan are. And the Bible says the smoke of the torment ascendeth up day and night, and they have no rest who worship the beast or his image or whosoever receiveth the number of his name. Meaning, the worst thing that a person can do is to take the mark of the beast. The problem is, how do you talk to them? Especially people in America these days. How do you talk to them? Can't talk to them. They won't talk to you about it. So what you do is you give them the book. The book is thin. We put it specifically in two columns 
thin paper. We wanted to make the book look thin. We wanted them to think, oh, I can read this silly little book. Good. That's what we want you to do. And we package it in shrink wrap sets of 10 specifically because we want you to read it. Yes. I mean, obviously, the person, uh, anybody's read Revelation 13, anybody knows about the Mark of the Beast or 666 or any of that, they are his now born target. you got to read it. Next thing is you got to get in the hands of the other people. So I suggest you start with those two questions. And that is, what would you do if you had to tell some of the most important information in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? And the most important thing to do is accept Jesus. The most important thing not to do is don't take that mark of the beast. Don't take the mark of the beast. I just had a delivery guy come by. I asked him the two questions. He'd never heard of the mark of the beast. So I gave him Mark of the Beast book. So I'm saying I've tried this several times. It works. Those two questions really work to get people listening. All right. So how do you get the book? Well, the first one's $20 or just for one, but don't do that. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. One set of 10 is $30, two sets, $45, four sets, $70. And we have people calling in and getting cases of them too. By the way, they are in. We've got 10,000 more books in, so we're ready to fill your order. My suggestion, brother, sisters, you call in and you get as many as you possibly can and you start giving those those books away to anyone. Just ask them the two questions. What would you do if you had to tell someone the most important information in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? And then further go on from there and they'll they'll read the book. Matter of fact, this guy this morning just had to deliver some deliver guy just here at the front door. Yep. Said he'd read the book. Second thing I want you to do is to get my First book is called The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. The story on this was, back in 2017, uh, I was impressed the Lord to memorize the book of Revelation. I didn't think anything special was going to happen, but I began to get revelations. Matter of fact, it got 30 revelations, two visions, and an audible voice. And I put them in the book. And what God showed me in one of the visions is that there is a secret door that links the feasts to the prophecies in Revelation. See, the prophecies in Revelation are not chronological. They're like skipping around and jumping around, and there's all kinds of people who think all kinds of things about it. But with that secret door they showed me, for the first time, we can know the correct chronological orders of the prophecies in Revelation. And it's got two charts in it. I explain to help you to understand how Revelation is laid out, and it lays out perfectly with the feast, as you can well expect. One prophetic word said it this way. There's a lock I put over a word in the book of Revelation that are going to open to you and will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book, The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy. Now, one for 20, but again, don't do that. Instead, they're five for 20. These come in shrink wrap sets of five. Five for, excuse me, five for 30. Get the wrong price here. Five for 30, 10 for 55, and a case of 60 for $250. That's maybe like a church or if you're going to give a lot of them away. Now, let me tell you more about the book. Here's what people are saying about it. I've heard a lot of comments from a lot of people over the last year that they've been going out. And I don't think to this point I've had a, a complaint. I think everyone likes the book. And here's what they say. They say it's a deep book. In other words, this is not a quick read. This is not like uh, some kind of a novel you read one time, put it on the shelf. Almost everyone says, well, I'm glad you made it in the size of my Bible because I'm going to have to carry it with my Bible for the rest of my life. They say, I'm going to have to read it again. They say, I learned a whole lot about Bible prophecy. You see, I'm going to say it this way. 
I think that the book was given to you, meaning the last day's prophecy teacher to you, so that you can understand Bible prophecy, because I really believe we're about to go into the tribulation. I don't know when, but I really think, I, I think it's in our lifetime. I really do. And this is the book to finally help people to understand Bible prophecy, because there's going to be a lot of people having to teach and explain and give answers. So when you read this book, you're probably going to have to read it two or three times. You're probably going to keep it with you in your Bible, probably for the rest of your life, to help yourself refresh to understand about Bible prophecy and how it all works out. Extremely important book. Miss the Bark and Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy, both available at prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com. When you go, uh, let me also encourage you to go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusade.com. See, I've been called to build an army of prophecy teachers working miracles. I believe God has spoken to me three different occasions, dream, vision, things like that, that we're hitting sports stadiums with an end-time warning pointing them to Jesus. And we're going to need some other people helping us, and you want to be a part, so go to sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com. Sevenfoldmiraclecrusades.com and get signed up. Be sure and get the meal package. Be sure and get the meal package.